Hi guys, welcome to another week of Move Makers. I'm so excited to be here with someone who has become a really good friend of mine, Stacey Collins from Wilshire Collection. She is amazingly talented. She is just a sweetheart and I cannot wait for you guys to hear all about her business and for us just to talk real talk about running a small business. Yeah. I'm so excited to have Stacey with me today. Welcome Stacey. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to spend some time and chat with you today. Let's get right into it. Why don't you, I already gave you a little intro, but why don't you tell people your business, a description, and where you're located? All right, well, I am Stacy Collins. Like Angie said, I own Wilshire Collections. I'm a home decor and DIY blogger online decorator um, and I just love inspiring and teaching women how to find joy and confidence through decorating and DIY. Um, I'm located just south of Nashville, Tennessee. So Nashville girl. Nashville. Everybody loves Nashville. I was just talking to one of my friends and they're they're like uh, everyone is moving to Nashville and I said I talk to my Nashville friends and they're like, there's a hundred people every day that come to Nashville. It's crazy. I was born and raised here, but I'm among the, the few, like you don't meet many people that have lived here all their life. So many people are, are moving in, but yes, it's a great, a great area. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? Um, well, I'm married. I've been married for 17 years to my awesome husband, Anthony, and he's, um, super supportive and super handy. So he is the, the tools behind a lot of my DIY projects and crazy ideas around here. And then we have two boys, Parker's 13 and Tyler is eight. Um, and so, yeah, they keep us busy and on our toes doing all the things. All the things. And um, I always say, what would we do without our husbands in this business? Because they are our um, right-hand people sometimes that you oh, don't ever see. For sure, for sure. He does not get enough credit, you know, but for all the stuff he does behind the scenes and just how supportive he is. I, yeah, you could, not, you could not do this to this capacity if you didn't have that support at home for sure. So, yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Exactly. Um, why did you decide to start your business? Um, I've had Wilshire for six years now and it has transformed a lot over the years and pivoted and everything. But originally I was a stay at home mom at the time. And, um, you know, my boys were obviously six years younger and I was looking for something part-time, you know, I wanted to get my feet back into working, but I still wanted to kind of be home with my kids and do all of that. And I was honestly just having a very hard time finding something part-time that paid enough to justify childcare a couple days a week for my kids and whatever. And around that time, I had just bought my first little can of chalk paint at a little vintage market and painted my first little end table. And my family liked it and my friends liked it. And they're like, oh, will you paint this for me? Will you paint this for me? So literally one day, my sister and I kind of looked at each other like, maybe we should do this and sell this and start a business. So literally it was just kind of born like sitting on the floor of my parents house like hey we should try this and so um, that's how I started off and I um, had booths in a lot of local stores where I sold my painted pieces and decor items I did custom you know furniture painting and so 
the first few years of my business were spent doing that, but it was just, it was such a blessing because it really, it did exactly what I needed at that time. And it was, it gave me a little bit of an outlet, a little bit of a way to use my creative side, but I was still home with my kids and able to go to their class parties at school and kind of do all the mom things too. So back in the beginning, it was a, on a very kind of part-time basis, but it was, it was perfect. It was just what I needed. Ah, our stories are so much alike. It all began with a can of chalk paint. <laughs> no way. That's awesome. I did not know that. I, I always say like, that was my gateway, like my gateway drug in a way. I'm yes, sorry. Don't take sure. offense to that, but I'm like, that's what started. It was a can of paint. Yeah. My yes. daughter was coming home from the Philippines um, cause we adopted her and I wanted her room just to be perfect. And I was shopping at all these vintage shops for furniture. And I thought, man, I could do that. Like I could do that. Yeah. So I bought a can of paint and a dresser and went to town. And so like, that's so funny. I know I used to joke in the beginning, like my husband, I'd be like walking around the house with my paintbrush, like, what can I paint next? And he'd be like, put the paintbrush down, Stacey, you've painted everything in here. But it's so addicting when you get started, especially if you're creative at all, just to be able to use that creativity in that way. Yeah, I, I got hooked so quickly. And I still, I don't paint furniture as part of my business anymore. But I still love to do it for fun and for, you know, for myself. So Yeah, I don't paint furniture for my business anymore. But there's a piece upstairs that is calling my name that I need to finish. So I yes. still do it for fun. But um, that's funny that that's we both were like, hey, a can of paint started it off. Hey, let's do this. That's awesome. You <laughs> never know. Yep. What are, what's the best thing about running your own business? You know, honestly, I think it's the flexibility and just going back to, you know, my original goals with wanting to be that mom and the stay at home mom and work. I'm much busier now than I, you know, was in the beginning, obviously, but I still have that flexibility to where I can go on those vacations with the family. I can help at my kids' school. I can do their activities and all of that and just kind of being able to be your own boss. And um, even though I have to stay kind of regimented and in focus to get everything done, I still have that wiggle room in there um, to do what my number one job and, you know, calling is, and that's just to be a mom. So I love that. And that's, that's so many people that I interview. It's that flexibility. It's that I still want that mom and still be mom, but I still needed to fill something yeah. for myself. And I love yeah. that um, a lot of us have recognized that it's okay to do something for ourselves yes, and to fill that need of being creative or whatever it is, but yet Absolutely. that still being a mom is still so important to us. So, right, right. It doesn't take away doing something like this that you love doesn't take away from being a mom, you know? No. And I think it's so cool too, because like you have two boys and I have three girls and those kiddos are watching us and the things Absolutely. we're teaching them and the things that you're teaching your boys, how, you know, to support their future wives in their dreams. Yes. And so yes. I just think it's, I think it's cool like, what we're teaching that next generation too. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. What have been 
your struggles? What have you struggled most with? You know, honestly, I've had so many pivots in my business and so many, you know, started off doing this and then I, you know, eventually got really burnt out on the furniture painting, to be honest. And just, you know, I felt like I was constantly in my garage and I had to be in my garage working and painting in order to make money. And I just, I knew I needed a change. And so it was a little bit of just some searching for me to figure out what was next for me and what that was going to look like. Um, I slowly started moving into decorating. So I was going into people's houses to do furniture consultations, you know, to help them pick out what color they wanted their dresser painted or whatever. And while I was there, people were, you know, asking me, well, what should I do about my curtains? Should I get a new rug? Should I do this or that? And I'm like, wait a second, people are looking to me for my decorating advice. I should be charging for this. Like I should make this part of my business. And so I pivoted again and started adding in some decorating. Um, And then down the road, I realized I want to be able to help more than just one person at a time in my local town, because I would get messages from people, you know, from all over the country on my page, you know, asking for my advice and whatever. And so I had to figure out what that pivot was going to look like again to take things kind of online. So it's just been a struggle to get me to where I am today to where I truly feel like I'm living my calling and doing exactly what I was made and meant to do. And it just, I think sometimes you start off doing one thing and, and sometimes what you start off doing is exactly what you end up doing. But I think a lot of times the path kind of curves and turns and takes you places that you never really expected, you know? Exactly. I, it's funny because I knew we were a lot of like, I, I, when we talk and we, you know, we do the things I knew you're a lot alike, but you're like, as you're taught that like mirrors my story exactly. Like I would go do furniture and they would ask me, Hey, should I do a new rug? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I was like, I love decorating. It's like breathing for me. Sure. Let's do this. So I love how you were open to that pivot. Like you noticed that pivot. And I think sometimes that's what stops people. Yeah. is like, you didn't want to paint furniture anymore. You knew you couldn't, you couldn't, you right. just couldn't keep up or couldn't do it. And so that pivot, you notice like, Hey, I'm getting asked those questions. And guys, that's really important because yeah, when you see what your people are asking, that's time to maybe make a little zig or a little yes. leg. Well, and I had a lot of self doubt in the beginning because I don't have a design degree. I did not go to to school for interior design. And and so there was a lot of, well, who am I to even tell someone how to decorate their house? And so, you know, even though I felt that, you know, people needing it and whatever, I I did doubt myself because I'm like, like I said, who am I to tell these people what to do? But I've just always been very open and honest with people from the beginning, whether it was, you know, when I was in home decorating or online, like, hey, I don't have a degree. But that doesn't mean that I, you know, I don't have an eye for it and a gift for it. And it's something I'm super passionate about. But it did take me some time to feel confident to be able to say, hey, this is something I'm good at and I can help you, you know, because in the beginning, I'm like, who am I to do this? You know, I love that because I think that's what so many business owners struggle with is the I don't have that initial behind my name or I didn't do all the schooling. And I love that you shared that because I think that was for someone and someone needed to hear that. 
Yeah. You don't need that yeah. degree. You don't need that whatever. It's a gifting. And if you have it, you need to go for it. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. So I am going to, as we're talking about pivoting and, and our struggles and all of that, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite F words. Okay. <laughs> it always gets my, um, cause it's not in the questions that I send you guys. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and whenever I say my favorite F word, everybody gets a little uncomfortable, but my favorite F word is failure. Mm. because I think that um, failure means you tried, and it also means that you stood back up and you went after yeah. it again. And so um, I know you well enough to say, hey, do you mind sharing maybe a failure that, you know, could have taken you completely off the path? Yeah. But you stood back up because you're strong and you knew where you wanted to go. Yeah. You know, I think my first, uh, I don't even know if this is considered a failure, but maybe it led to failure, but was thinking in my business that I could do it all myself. Um, for years, 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 years. I mean, anything I learned, I learned it on Google. I learned it, you know, I just put it all in myself. I have slight control issues and, you know, I'm kind of OCD about certain things and whatever. And I just thought, well, I don't need help. I'm just going to do everything myself. Um, and as I started, you know, making those pivots and those changes, I quickly realized I'm failing. Like I'm not doing myself any favors by doing this all myself, putting it all my, on myself, because what's happening is I am slacking on other things that are important. I'm slacking on, you know, my family, my being a mom, just other things that are really important to me because I can't let go of some of that control. And, you know, it was so important to me to, to get some coaching, some business coaching. I didn't do that till over three years into my business. I didn't even really know that existed before that, but that was a huge game changer just for me to start um, being more open to other ideas and possibilities. And then um, just hiring out some tasks that, um, are hard or frustrating for me or kind of take away from my time. But I, I truly think that if I hadn't have kind of had that aha moment of, okay, Stacey, you are, you are going to fail. You are not going to do what you want to do if you try and do it all yourself. And, and that's a hard thing to wrap your head around a lot of times because you think this is my business. I should be able to do it all. But in order to grow, I just, I truly don't think you can do that. You get to a point where you do have to have some help in some way or another, you know? Mm, I love that. I love that, you know, finding a, a something in you that could have completely derailed you, though brought you back. So we've yeah. talked about struggles and we've talked about failures. Let's talk about strength. Um, okay. What do you think are your biggest strengths in your business? Um... <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, I think this is a strength. Some people might be like, well, you're crazy, but literally everything I have ever done and tried in my business, I've just done it. I've done it scared. I've done it unorganized. Um, I started like I did a decorating course and literally like the week before I was like, I'm going to do a decorating course. And I just started putting it together. Didn't really know what I was doing. And then I'm like, I'm going to do this group. I don't really know what I'm doing. And so if I take too much time to sit there and overanalyze everything about why I shouldn't do this group or why I 
you know, whatever, I'll never do it. So for me and my personality, I've just always thought, okay, if I feel something in my heart that I want to try this, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it scared and unprepared and hope for the best. And some things have worked and some things haven't, but I just know for me personally, I can't sit and stew on it or it'll never happen. So um, I'm, I'm pretty quick to just go for things. So I feel like that's a strength of mine because it's worked out for the most part, you know. <laughs> and you know what? That is a strength because most people sit on it and wonder and like, well, if this went wrong or I don't know how to figure this or this button didn't work. And so if they sit on it, um, exactly. So I do think that is a really good strength. Yeah. What advice would you give someone thinking of starting their own business? Um, probably to go along kind of with that same thing is just to do it and do it scared and do it no matter the timing. Um, again, if we sit there and think, well, these are all the reasons why we shouldn't start now. And I've got this going on. This is a busy time of year. Like it's never going to be the perfect time. And so, you know, if you have that, that feeling and that want and desire to do it, to do it, just do it. But also know it's not for the faint of heart. It's not easy. And I think when I started it, I thought, Oh, this will be easy. I'll paint some furniture and it'll be so fun. I mean, you don't think about all the hours that go into it and all the behind the scenes um, work that, you know, people on the surface looking on the outside in don't see all the little details of business, you know, whatever. So just know going in, it's not going to be easy. There will be times that'll be hard and you'll want to quit, but just, you know, keep going and, and do it scared, do it scared, do it scared. What is one thing you wish you knew before you started? Um, that I would never sleep again. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like at night, my wheels are always turning. I always have the best ideas at 11 p.m. at night, you know, and it's like, I feel like during the day, I'm like business mode, business mode, business mode. And then my kids are home and it's kid mode, kid mode, kid mode. Then after the kids are in bed and at night, suddenly my brain is just like going crazy. And so, yeah, I don't think I've slept in six years, (laughs) but no, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's the best work I've ever done. And it's, it fills my soul and fills my heart up. So it's worth it. It's worth the, you know, literally grabbing a notepad at, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, jotting something down because I've had this big, brilliant idea, you know, but I never thought going in, I would live, breathe, and sleep this business like I do. Yeah, mine's, mine's 3.30 a.m. So oh, I, gosh. I go to sleep and then I'm wide awake at 3.30 and I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's do this. That's so funny. Yeah. Let's take <laughs> that notebook. So um, I get you there, but I wish mine was at 11, but nope, it's 3.30. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you some fun questions. Okay. Uh, are you a podcast listener or a book reader? Or maybe I'm a podcast. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, more of a podcast listener for sure. So can you name a few that you like to watch? listen to you? Well, of course yours. Number one, <laughs> I love, um, Jennifer Allwood. I love Rachel Hollis. 
um, Jenna Kutcher. I mean, there's several that I listen to. I like podcasts because I can listen to them while I'm driving. I can listen to them while I'm working. I, reading a book takes my physical 100% attention, but I feel like podcasts, I can be doing other things and listening to. So I definitely prefer that. I agree. I do like, like the audiobooks. Especially yes. when I'm driving to see you all and I am in the car. Yeah, perfect for long road trips that. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hugely. Uh, okay, favorite food to eat? Oh gosh, I'm a pizza girl. Pizza is <gasps> my favorite food. We are like soul is that your favorite too? <laughs> I'm like, if, uh, if all is going wrong in the world, just, just order some pizza and it's all better. So it is. Uh, like, we that's why we get so along so well i'm figuring this out well next out. time i see you we'll go have pizza together <laughs> there we go <laughs> when i was um pregnant with my first daughter i could sit down this is terrible so judge away i could sit down <laughs> and eat a whole pizza myself oh yeah yeah <laughs> those pregnancies so, they'll do that to you for sure so bad but anyways um so funny you're probably like most people that are interviewed, but I'm going to ask the question anyways. Uh, favorite TV show, movie, or Netflix series? Um, oh my gosh. I love This Is Us. That's my favorite TV show right now. Um, and I have watched Grey's Anatomy from day one. <laughs> like, I think that show's been on for, I don't know, 20 years now it feels like. I was going to say but, forever. But yeah, I'm a big This Is Us fan. Do I, yeah, it's been forever and it's, I mean, I just, I can't stop watching it. I'm disinvested, you know, but yeah, I do, I do have some nighttime TV in my downtime. So I am two um, episodes behind and this is us. So don't, don't tell me. No spoilers, no spoilers. It's so good. It's just such a good show. It is. It's just, uh, it's just that, I think it's that weaving of life and you can do so many. Yeah. It's just a really good show. It I is a really, a really a good, good heartwarming show. Yeah, it is. What is something that has happened since you've been a business owner that you never imagined, like ever imagined? Man, I mean, I never imagined I would be where I am just in general with the number of followers that I have and just ladies that you know, from all over that, that are, that follow along and are invested. And, um, I just recently, I know, you know, that's had my first live event where I had 50 ladies travel in from 20 different States. One girl even drove from New York 18 hours to be there. Um, and if you would have told me six years ago when I started or even two years ago, Hey, Stacey, one day you're going to be having this event. I mean, I would have laughed hysterically, never would have dreamed it. So I feel like you know, this is taking me places. I told them at the event, I feel like I'm living a dream that I didn't even know I had. And I feel like sometimes things happen in your life. It's not like when I was younger, I'm like, I want to grow up and be a blogger and have a live event. I mean, that was nowhere on my radar. Um, but it happened and it's um, happening and it's amazing. So I feel like it's taken me so many places that I never dreamed. So it makes me excited to see where else it's going to take me in the future. There's no telling, you know. 
I was so excited to watch your live event and I'm glad that you talked about it because if you weren't gonna, I was going to. Um, <laughs> but I was just so cool to see um, your following and the women come and your heart to serve them and the obedience to do yeah. the live event because I know that, you know, it was it was hard and it was scary. Yeah. And what happens if no yeah. one comes? And so I love that you you touched on that. Yes. Um, Yep. It was amazing. It could have been like, nope, it's too hard. It's too scary. I just Oh, it was, yeah, it was definitely the scariest thing I've done yet in my business. Like you said, just putting yourself out there. Are people really going to come? Are they going to travel in? Are they going to show up? And then once they get there, are they going to like it? Are they going (laughs) to throw tomatoes at me and be like, this is terrible. But it was more amazing than I could have, you know, imagined. And again, that was another one of those just do it scared moments because I knew um, it was something that I was meant to do, you know, but it was cool. Very, very cool. I'm so proud of you. Um, Thank you. Okay. This one is always, everybody says, is the hardest question of the entire interview. Oh, boy. (laughs) Are you ready for it? I guess. Okay. Um, The last few words that you would like someone to take away with, I always say like those tweetable, even though I don't tweet, those tweetable words, um, those encouraging words that you would like to leave someone with. Oh, I think I'm just going to sum it up with kind of my, what ended up being the theme throughout this, even though I didn't know that going into it, but follow God's calling on your life and do it scared. That'd be a good sign. I feel like that's what I have done and over and over again through all those little pivots. And, you know, when you hear God kind of knocking on the door saying, hey, hey, this is what you should be doing. Do it. Do it scared and figure the rest out as you go. It doesn't have to all be perfect and in line when you get started. That's such good advice for um, everyone listening. And um, I love that honesty. Well, it has been wonderful to chat with you and I am just so grateful that we have become friends. I'm I'm just going to share one little thing of why I say I'm so grateful that we became friends is, um, and it's going to be completely honest because that's what we're here to do. Um, I kept you and you know this, so it's not, it's not going to be a surprise that I tell, I tell people this, but I kept you at a distance. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're so close and our walks are so close, but so different. Like it's yeah. we're so close yet so different. And so I kept you at a bay and I kept you just in a distance, knew what you were doing, but that was yeah. it. And, um, you know, God really nudged at my heart of, Hey, you need to connect with Stacy. Yep. You yeah. both need to learn from each other. And, um, so someone out there that has maybe someone who is pretty close to them. Yeah. Or they're like, crap, they're killing it. And what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot too. Like, crap, she's killing it constantly. And then there's me. So I'm here to say, and I think you would agree, like, when we talk, um, we are in a mastermind together. And so mm-hmm. when we talk, we like gain so much from each other. So Absolutely. don't let that evil comparison, that evil green giant of maybe jealousy. I mean, that, that wasn't, it was comparison for, for me, but don't yeah. let that rob 
and steal you because there's room for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. And I, it has been amazing to get to know you and an honor. Like you said, I've known you kind of from afar, but to get to know you closer like this, and I 100% believe, and I should have brought this up earlier, just in community over competition. And it is very easy to get caught up in a comparison game um, and feel like, well, that person, I can't talk to them or be close to them because we compete and, you know, or you're comparing, but it really makes everybody stronger and wiser and everything. If you can come together and look at it as community and not as competition. And that is, that's a word for somebody for sure. Because um, if you have that mindset of the competition, that it's just not the best way to go about it. And so I have lots of friends that are doing similar things to what I'm doing and they have strengths that I don't have. I have strengths that they don't have. You know, we each have our own strengths and weaknesses and things going on, but it doesn't mean we can't support each other, rally around each other. And yeah, I think it's so important. And I'm so glad that um, I've gotten to know you so much better. And I know our friendship and business friendship is just going to, you know, continue to grow from here, which is awesome. Exactly. And that was a word for someone because that was not anywhere on my notes. So yeah, that was unscripted, you know, totally off the notes. That was totally unscripted, but someone needed to hear that because I, that's important. So Stacey, just thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me your time. And um, I know that it's every second's precious in your business, um, just like all of us. So thanks for being here. Thank you, Angie. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. It was so fun. I'm glad. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with Stacey Collins. It was so fun to bring you these amazing guests. If you have not subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? And if you could leave a review, that helps us so much in ratings and to get the podcast even more listeners. Listen to the sweet review from Fraggle Rock 223 I can't say enough great things about this podcast. Angie is so down to earth, you feel like you're chatting with a friend over coffee. She is both encouraging and motivating, and I always walk away with excitement and fresh ideas. She makes sure to share ideas with everyone, no matter what your business is. She's a true move maker. Thank you, Fraggle Rock 223 I so love to read your reviews. Until next week, keep moving forward.